If you have your Bibles, turn with me please to Philippians chapter 2. We'll be looking at a few verses beginning with verse 19. Philippians chapter 2, verse 19. Paul, in writing to the church at Philippi, said, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state, your condition, your welfare. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. But if you know the proof of him, that as a son with the Father, he hath served me in the gospel. Him, therefore, I hope to send presently, as soon as I shall see how it will go with me. But I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly. The title of the message is Willing to Play Second Fiddle. They had trouble even back in Paul's day, in the church. They had people that wanted what they wanted. They wanted to run things. They wanted to control things. It's always been a problem. It's more of a problem today than ever before because of our culture. We find it in most churches today. Very prevalent, very true. Timothy was a young man who willingly served in second place. He had gone along with Paul on many journeys and had worked with him and served with him. The Apostle Paul was in jail as he was many times. But he was concerned about this church. He said some things we need to understand about Timothy. He was a young man who was willing in verse 9, to be in second place. He was a man who, verse 19 that is, he was a man who wanted to serve as God led, as Paul directed. I can understand that. While at the healing place, I had a young man come in one day and tell me he was leaving, and he was leaving because he didn't like people telling him what to do. You know, most of my life I've had people tell me what to do. When I was a kid, it was mom and dad. They didn't have to say too much. They could just kind of look, you know, and and we knew what that look meant. And later when I became pastor of churches, I had an old lady in the first church, and she would tell me what to do. And I never will forget her. But she was a great lady. I had a few deacons over the years that would tell me what to do. Deacons are bad about that sometimes. Amen? (laughs) Even a deacon said amen. I think that's what he said up here. (laughs) What am I saying to you? We live in a time, though, as God's people, when we need to understand whose church this really is. Sometimes I drive by and I say, well, that's my church up there on the hill. But is this my church really? No. It's Christ's church. 
And you know who we need to play second fiddle to? God. We need to let God lead and direct and guide us. And that's what Paul was saying about Timothy. Here was a young man who was willing to do what God wanted. He was willing to go and and work with the people. He was concerned. He had genuine concern for that church as Paul had it. He had a kindred brotherly spirit in caring for others in verse 20. In fact, the Bible says he was unequaled. Many, the scriptures tell us, many wanted to do their own thing, do it their way. But not Timothy. You and I can profit from understanding Timothy and his willing and his brotherly spirit in caring for others. The Bible says we're to love one another, right? Do we have to like each other? But the pardon? It helps, but we don't have to, but we have to love each other, which is a different emotion. And if we love one another, we genuinely care for each other. Isn't that true? And if we love one another, if someone gets in trouble, we'll help them. So we need to understand each other and be aware. Years ago, it was simple to know that. We knew what was going on in people's lives. But today, with all of our technology and all of this stuff, we don't know, do we, anymore? We know what's on Facebook. We know the emails we get. And those cell phones and we text back and forth. What I don't understand, young people, if some of you could help me understand how you can sit in the same room and you could talk to each other, but instead of talking, you punch that stupid cell phone. <laughs> can you all explain that to me? I didn't think so. In choir practice, back years ago when I was in choir, those kids is up there texting each other. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Our technology is going to get us in trouble. Our world is in trouble today. Our country is in trouble today. The church is in trouble today and is going to get into more trouble. That is more persecution. We need to understand that. And when it comes, we need to stand for what's right. We need to stand for truth. And we need to care one for another. Timothy was willing to deny himself. To be obsessed with the things of Christ. Verse 21, we read, all seek their own. In other words, it's what I want that's important. It's not what you want or what God wants. It's what I want. Is that the world we're living in today? I think in some ways it is. I would like to ask our vice president a question. 
And that question is, why did you do what you did by joining that bar? Setting a bad example. The Bible says, mark those who set bad examples and also good examples. Isn't it amazing what happens in the United States today? Amazing. Amazing. You would think that someone elected official would really understand that they represent this country. But not like they should today. It's what they want, not what God wants. We need to remember how this country was formed for religious freedom based upon Judeo-Christian ethics, the early laws. Can any of you remember the blue laws we used to have? Businesses closed on Sundays. That's gone by the wayside. The stores that would sell liquor, they couldn't sell it on Sunday. But today, that's no longer true. Many places, they can serve alcohol anytime. Isn't it amazing? What about you? Let's zero in on ourselves. Let's take a long, hard look. Are we willing to play second fiddle? Let's make it personal. Are you willing? Are you willing to do what God wants you to do? Am I willing to do what God wants me to do? Not what I want to do. Sometimes I do things like yesterday I was out picking blueberries and it was a little warm and I was getting hotter and hotter. You know how it is out there in the sun. I said, Lord, just help me fill this last bucket and I'll quit. That wasn't because I wanted to because it was a lot more needed picking, but when you get a little bit of age, a few of in here, you in here are getting that way too. I hate to remind you. And you have to slow down a little bit. You don't want to. You don't want to admit it. But you have to slow down a little bit. And the older you get, the slower you become. In all honesty, life is like a vapor. It appeareth for a moment, and then it vanisheth away. Around us, around this church, is hundreds of homes. And research tells us that 80, about 85% of them don't darken the door of any church. Some are Baptists, some are Methodists, some are other denominations, but there's a lot of nuns out there, people that don't claim to be anything. I've heard Bobby talk about evangelism and praying for being more evangelistic, our church. And we need to be more evangelistic. Those are our neighbors. We need to be witnessing to them. We need to be sharing Christ with them. 
Tim is a Gideon, goes to colleges and passes out Bibles and around the world. Listen to me just a minute. If we don't do something in America to reach our world for Christ, in a few years the church will be gone. I grew up in a church at Southern Baptist. Foreign missions was the big push for offerings always. Do you know I feel just the opposite today? I believe in foreign missions. Don't misunderstand me. I'm all for it. But folks, we need to start right here at home. The Bible belt that you and I grew up in is no longer present. It's gone. All of you over 50, I'd like to tell you something. You don't think like these young adults. You don't. This morning, on my way to church, nine bicycles, seven runners. Now, I'm all for physical fitness. I'm all for doing that. But what about spiritual fitness? Now, maybe they went to a real early church, but I really doubt it. We can pattern our lives after Timothy. We can show that we really care and love people. We love our neighbor. The Bible says we love our neighbor how? As ourselves. And if we love our neighbor as ourselves, we need to make certain about their relationship with God. But not only about that, but if they have a need, we need to try to meet that need if we can or make certain that that need is met. That's our God-given responsibility, if I understand Scripture. Our church, our church today is sitting on the brink, as many churches are. Our transition team, our pulpit, I'm going to use the word committee because that's what I'm used to, our pulpit search team is working. But it's not just up to them. Each of us has a responsibility. Not just that small handful that's on both of those teams. May God help us to be like Timothy. May God help us to be led of God. May God help us to reach out and do the things that God would have us to do, be willing to deny ourselves and to become obsessed with the things of Christ. What today is a sweeping indictment of believers and particular clergymen? They seek their own. 
not what God wants. I deal with a lot of clergy today. I see that on every hand. Don't you think it's time that we all roll up our sleeves, and I'm speaking figuratively now, and go to work for Jesus? Our choir's fixing to crank back up. If you have the skill, the talent, I'll be back. I'll be back. And others need to be up there that haven't been. What am I saying? I'm saying it's you and me together that will make this church what it needs to be. It's you and me together. Pray and ask God to speak to your heart. And then follow the will of God for your life. That's what's needed. You see, Timothy, he was willing to be a son, the scriptures tell us, a disciple, willing to be tried and proven, willing to go as sent. Willing to go. As some of you know, I love to garden. When I get grass on a row, I get my hoe out, and I start on one end, and I, I attack it until I get to the other end of that row. And then I look at the next row and see what I need to do there. The other day, I took care of my whole garden, everything I had, with my hoe and my tiller. The same thing principle applies to the church. But not only to the, to, it applies individually to our lives. Now there's some things I need to do about me. Uh-oh. But there's some things maybe you need to do about you. Isn't that true of all of us? We need to be focused on the right thing. Our priorities need to be in the right place. Let me say tonight in conclusion, God desires that we place our lives in his hand and allow him to guide and use us. The question is, are we willing? Will we say yes to Jesus? Are we willing to play second fiddle? People who want to be in charge of their own lives don't want to play second fiddle. They want to play first fiddle. They want to be in charge. But folks, the Christian needs to practice what the Bible teaches. And Timothy is a great example. Each of us have skills and talents and can be used of God in his church, shall we pray. Our Father, we thank you, Lord, for Timothy, for his going as Paul sent him.
for his showing his love for the church. And Father, we just pray that we might search our hearts and see what we need to do in your church to be obedient to your word. We thank you for these who've come tonight, the backbone of this church. But Father, help us to see that we need revival in our lives. These things we pray in Christ's name. Amen. I'll be here at the front if you, God has spoken to you and you need to make some type of decision. We're going to sing one verse only. I don't believe in long invitations. Now, if people start moving, we'll extend it on, brother. But I'm telling you now, if you're coming, come on.